Welcome to the Knife Journal Podcast, episode 35. You believe it's 35? Yeah, I can't believe it. Way too many. It's a kind of a rainy day down here. Uh, I was going to go for a run. Uh, I'm waiting until this blows over a little bit. I've certainly run in the rain before, but it looked like this was going to blow over in a couple hours, so I'm waiting. I'm thinking I'm going to do, I'm going to start running here in the next little bit. I went curling last Saturday. Yeah, that's what I, that's what you said. <laughs> it was awesome. I had a blast. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what curling is, it's throwing a granite, 42-pound granite stone down, I don't know how how far you throw it, 100 and, I bet you it's 100, 150 feet. Yeah. Down the ice, so you got to kind of slide and balance, and then you got to scrub it, scrub the ice with a, with a broom. Yeah, they have people run in front of this thing with a broom and like sweep, 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 sweep. Yeah. 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 But it was actually a lot of fun. If there was a if there was an ice rink that did that closer to me, I would do that. Yeah. It's, it's actually a lot of fun. Scotch is involved in that. Did you yeah. know that that's a Scotch sport? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was, it was Canadian. No. Well, <laughs> it was in, it it's it started in Scotland first. It was brought to Canada by the by the Scots. Yeah, they have all these crazy sports that involve like tossing big trees and like huge yeah. rocks well, that's, and stuff. <laughs> Have you ever been to Scotland? No. There's nothing there. That's why you... Well, they got those cattle with, like, the long hair. They look like Bob Marley cattle. The best thing they have there is scotch. Yeah? Hands hands down. That's the best thing they have is scotch. Huh. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm well, talking about alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they got haggis, too. Really? Yeah. Well, what what knife do you have in your pocket today? Oh, same one that I had. Nothing special. I haven't I haven't been able to do much of anything lately knife wise. The last four or five days I've been in the neck deep and in installing a new wood boiler in my house. Yeah. And so that's been occupying a lot of my time. Any of you out there know what it's like to do plumbing with two inch pipe, you'll know what I'm talking about. Every fitting that you remove, every fitting that you tighten up is like stresses your muscles to the max yeah so if you're out there laying two inch pipe it's like it stresses your muscles exactly <laughs> anyway um so what i'm carrying today is my uh sod buster i've got yep. the high carbon sod buster and i uh clipped the point on it so it looks like a jimmy lyle knife and i got the yep. idea for that from scott eldridge so uh, if I like the looks of that. Yeah. If if you're out there and you've got a sod buster and you've always wanted a clip point on it, just go ahead and do that because it's awesome. And this one's called uh, Scotty Soddy in honor of the guy who gave me the idea. The only the only thing that I'm not fond of with that is mm-hmm. I would I would somehow or another put another nail nick in it. Well, you could, but you know these are hollow ground, so you can grab the blade. And it, it's it's almost like there's a nail nick in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I you could clip it and leave the nail nick, um, but it, it'd be a pretty short, extreme clip because the nail nick on these is fairly far forward. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't using the nail nick anyway, so I just I just cut it out and made my. I like the looks of it though. It has a nice look to it. Yeah, it's fun. Has a very very nice look to it. So um, draining here too, mm-hmm. and it's forty eight degrees, and the dogs are still out running around like crazy. They're having a fun time because. Uh, um, because they can be outside and not be in 40 below temperatures, wind yeah. factor. Yeah. So that's a pretty good deal. Um, I got two uh, two drawings done on uh, about knives for the American Knife Company. Oh, sweet. One is a, a really sexy dagger, <laughs> old school sexy dagger. Yeah. And then the other is a... Um, a full, uh, uh, a full Tang Marbles ideal. Yep, 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 yep. And that so, might that might be a, um, a yacht knife. So what I did was, um, I just held up to Jim. I've got an old Marbles. I've got a junk man that comes around, and uh, he's always finding knives and stuff. Well, he dug out of his junk pile. An old marbles um, that's got a six-inch blade and it's got a you know the fuller like you would see in an ideal. The fuller is much longer; it goes all the way almost out to the clip. Um, so we were trying to figure out what it is. I think I think Jim thought it was like a, a six-inch ideal, or not Jim. Uh, Mike thought it was like a six-inch ideal or something, but I I don't know what. We came up with, but yeah, I think I think it's a, uh, and I have to I have to get up there and actually hold it and look uh-huh. at it and do some measurements on it. But I think it may be something a little more special than a six inch ideal. Well, I'm not touching it till I have you have it no. in your hand. Because um, it, it uh, looks it looks pretty cool and it looks like it's got some some features on it that are kind of kind of unique to a couple knives that that they made that were pretty rare. Mm-hmm. I mean, very rare. But well, we'll see. I'll I like I like the uh, I like the like the marbles yacht knives or the marbles canoe knives. They're very very neat looking. Like I said, it's always been one of my kind of my favorite knives. It always had the right look to it. Yeah, marbles are awesome. Mm-hmm. If you get the older ones that were when a certain friend of ours was working there, they were awesome. Yeah. Well, even before, I mean, 1903. I mean, they've been around since. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 that that vintage and older, I would say, is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, I'm not. You know, they're made in, in China now, and which is it, kind of a sad, a sad it's, thing. It's sad that they're made there, but I've seen some of the more recent ones, and they seem to have decent quality control on yeah. them. But well, and that's and that's the funny part. I mean, it's not funny, but it's it's what we're up against. Uh, that's what American knife companies are up against. You've got you've got knives that are that are that are produced in China that are almost as good as American knives, if not as good as American knives. I mean, I hate to say in, it, in but in some cases they can. Yep, be as in good. some cases, um, it's kind of one of those one of those things that i guess that american knife companies just have to address um, yeah just just uh make good stuff i guess right yeah it's it's american bay hey, do you want to give away i don't know what else you can do i mean we got to give away a chinese made knife right now 
and then I gotta close the thread. So this is the uh, Kershaw Cryo giveaway, and uh, it's I, I got this uh, I think from Justin Wilson, this character, oh, cool. that's a friend of mine on Facebook. But uh, anyway, I'm uh, there were nine entries, and I'm digging into my nerd bag of dice. You can hear them. <laughs> And I've got a... That's from playing Dungeons & Dragons? Yeah. Or is there yeah. some other game that you play? Well, you use uh, you use these to play um, Magic the Gathering with as well. And so I've dug out a 10-sided uh, die, and I'm holding it up. Jim can see it. It's red. And I'm going to roll it. If I roll a zero, obviously I have to roll again. And so this, this nerd dice is going to determine who wins a Kershaw Cryo. So here goes... The number is 8, and looking in the thread for response number 8, that is D. Muzzy. D. M. Uzzy. <laughs> so he wins. Uh, and I will, I'm will. i going to close the thread and uh, make sure that he gets me a nice uh, email uh, so that we can get him his knife. Pretty sweet, huh? Yep. They're pretty awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. So uh, what's next in giveaways? You got um, anything? I got nothing right now. I got something. Um, I have, I, I bought this knife. I talked about this on the podcast a while ago. Um, I bought a uh, SOG uh, Seal Pup Elite. And, oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got it because I liked the sheath. Because um, I saw that movie. Uh, I saw that movie. Uh, what's the name of it? Lone Survivor. And Marky Mark had the knife on his uh, little thing there. And I liked the sheath, so I bought. I thought I bought the one with the right sheath, but they sent me the one with the wrong sheath. <laughs> so nice. it's com- completely unused. Uh, I still have the box. Um, and I should be able to send it to you new inbox, and you gotta you gotta sign up, otherwise you won't win, suckers. Yeah, it's uh the it's model a nice number. Is, knife. Yeah, E thirty seven dash K Seal Pup Elite Satin Straight Edge with Kydex Sheath is what you're getting. Um, and that's all I know. That's all you know. Do you uh, know? Um, did you happen to catch that? Uh, that thread, thirty photos of Michigan that will make you will make you want to move there. Uh uh-uh. uh Or was it um, all of like super sexy women? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna share this with you. You're gonna get a kick out of it. Oop, that's mine. Share. Copy link to post. No, I think I'm just gonna share it with the public. Okay. Okay, so I shared that with the public. All right. And so you should see it. All right, I'll see it. I I'm, can't look at it right now, but I'll get it here in a minute. So how's your knife projects coming? Good. I have um, the bowies all uh, hafted. And uh, I'm going through and uh, grinding the handles out. Um, I'm just doing one step at a time. So the first step of that is to um grind the scales back so that they meet up with the tang of the knife so i guess i'm establishing the profile uh-huh um 
and then after that then I'll do the handle shaping uh, and then so I will do the blade sharpening and, and is your, finishing. Is your better half screaming at you yet? Yeah, she got pretty ticked off at me yesterday. So <laughs> I have to take a break today. So instead, today what I'm going to do is I'm going to make some uh, delicious Middle Eastern food, and I have to ask you for a recipe. Oh, okay. Okay, so you want to hear what I'm making first? Yeah. Okay, so I'm I wish I wish I was there because I, I do enjoy Middle Eastern food. Well, yeah, you've spent enough freaking time there. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, so I'm making uh, falafels um, from from dried chickpeas. You know, I do mm-hmm. it the real way. Mm-hmm. And uh, in my falafels, you have uh, the, the obviously, uh, chickpeas, garlic. And you make, do you make them as balls or do you make them as, like, patties? The, the discs. Because yep. I, yep. okay. I have a falafel dropper. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I, I have all the... The guy that taught me to make them is Mickey Grossman. Okay. And he... So he's been... He's obviously spent a lot of time over there, too. Um, <laughs> but, but he... Uh, but he... Oh, he, that just sounded funny to me. Uh, yeah, because he was born there. <laughs> right. And, and so... But uh, I didn't... <laughs> he lives in South Florida now. So, you know, if people only know him from living in South Florida... And they hadn't heard his crazy accent, then they wouldn't know. <laughs> um, you can Google him. Google that shit. Yeah, uh, he's he's been he's lived quite a life. Um, but anyway, he. So what you do is you take the chickpeas and some uh, tahini, so the sesame paste, uh, cumin, a healthy amount of that, coriander, uh, flat leaf Italian parsley, cilantro, green onions, a little baking soda, a little soda water, and some flour. And you form those into the little balls in your little falafel dropper, and then you drop it into oil. And they're awesome. My kids think they're chicken nuggets. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah. And and they're actually not that horrible for you. No, they're fine. There's nothing in that that's bad. Oh, they're deep fried. Well, yeah, but, I mean, you got to live a little. So I'm having falafels on pitas with uh, tahini sauce. And then, you remember when I came up there and you made that salad with the onion... And the tomato and the cucumber. Oh yeah, yep. Well, yep. so what are you putting in that? I put. Uh, it's real. That's really simple. It's onion, I know. yeah, tomato, cucumber, um, vinegar, uh huh, and a little bit of olive oil. Right. And um, uh, um, feta cheese. Yeah, feta cheese. Yep. Just buy the black feta cheese and cut it up in squares. That's awesome. And then and then mix it all together. And that is that is a really good salad. A little salt and pepper. That's sweet. And you're, that was the three meal a day, baby. They, yep. That was that was uh, one of the staples. So so I'm putting that on the. Um, I, we got homemade oh, peas, obviously. That would be great. Yeah, that and then the falafels, and then I'll probably make some tzatziki to throw. Get some get some goat. Goat cheese. No goat. Oh, goat meat. Yeah. I don't want the goat that your friend blessed though. No. That would be. I don't. I had a hard time with that, but yeah. But then, so then there's that, and then uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to freaking go there. You're just awful. I'm not telling that story. I refuse. No, I told no. that story enough times now, and it freaked enough people out that they don't. Yeah. Ask somebody else. <laughs> yeah, you better ask somebody. Um, but uh, so having that, and then I'm going to make uh, just so that it's you know so there's a little bit of infidel influence in there. I'm making onion rings that are wrapped in bacon. Boom. Oh. 
Yeah. Booyah. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> awesome. People are that just, sounds good. Yeah, so I did. I do. There will be a little meat in there. Okay, so I'm I'm flipping through Facebook and right. there's a picture of Dana Perino. I'm in love with her, you know. Okay. You know who she is? I have no idea. You, you really? I Was I don't know. President honestly. President Bush's uh, press secretary. I I don't remember her. I remember Tony Snow. Yeah, well, I'm not in love. I liked him, but I'm not in love with he him. He was awesome. That guy was great as a press yeah, secretary. Dana Perino was all of that and a bag of chips. Nice. Oh, she is absolutely incredibly beautiful and smart. Brilliant. Huh. She's probably almost as smart as my wife. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Got to throw that in there. <laughs> You're getting yep. get Yeah, because she, she listens. Yeah. And Did she, she hear the me. last one? <laughs> and she, oh, yeah. And she hits me. Yeah. Well, what does your wife listen to this? Uh, she she listens to little snippets of it, um, but we, we've got some house painting to do this summer, and she's going to listen to them then on an iPod. Uh-huh. So she's going to put the things in her ear and... And paint away. Yeah, I can just see it. She's going to be painting, fuck you, on the side of the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no, I I mean, we're pretty decent. We're decent on here, I guess. Yeah, you're actually pretty good to her. Yeah, we we get along great. So I have an email to read. Apparently, wait, this wait, one... Wait, 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 back up. I want to hear about the, about the tooth. The tooth. Your kid's tooth. Oh, so Jim Jim called, and we we still have some PWIP to discuss. Yeah, your your uh, recorder is still going, right? Yep, my recorder's still going. Sweet, I'm so, watching it. How yeah, about yours? So, is yours? Yeah, mine's going. I have to okay. check every once in a while. We don't want to lose another hour of material. Um, that that more than anything probably led to my chimp screams in the last episode. <laughs> you know, my Kathy liked that. She thought that was hilarious, actually. Yeah, so anytime when you put, I... When you put any kind of chimp screams on there, she likes that. She thought it was funny. Yeah, any anytime I start freaking out from now on, I'm going to punish myself with putting that underneath it. Um, but so, uh, my, my uh, middle daughter last week lost her first tooth when Jim was on the phone with me. And uh, she bit into an apple or something, and it fell out. So, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Now what? Now what? What does your tooth fairy drop off to them? Uh, quarter, nickel, uh, dime, dollar, silver, dollar, quarter, gold piece, quarter, and some gum. Awesome. Oh, and some gum. Yep. Nice. Yeah, it's funny. She. This is actually the first tooth that she's lost naturally. She lost a tooth like a year ago because she got some sort of an abscess in it, uh-huh. and uh, so my one of my best friends is an oral surgeon. We were college roommates all four years, and he's one of the guys that's done some monkey business like Boundary Waters and stuff with me. Uh-huh. Anyway, he um, so she got this abscess in her jaw and stuff, and all swollen up and all this, you know, to use the southern term, and. Uh, <laughs> So I we take her into him, and uh, he he's got the ability to gas him and all this stuff. So she, he gasses her, puts her to sleep, takes her tooth out, and sends her on her way. Well, she was really mad at him, and uh, she said that he should put that tooth back in there. <laughs> <laughs> so she's, you know, because like it's it's kind of a weird feeling, you know, when you have a, had a tooth and now all of a sudden it's missing. She said he yep. should put that tooth back in there. 
<laughs> That's um, funny. Well, um, w- uh, this prompted, uh, th- did you happen to catch the YouTube video of the guy with the string and the kid with the tooth yeah, tied to the was, string and a rocket? That was pretty epic. I, I, I laughed my ass off when I saw I watched it like four times. I kept watching it. And that, the, look, the look on the kid's face was yeah. was pretty priceless. You know, he was like, it blew up. It didn't even know. He didn't even know it was God. He's like, uh Oh, all of a sudden, oh, it was, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it was there, and now it's gone. Yeah. Well, see, I, I wouldn't have quite the guts to do that, because one time when I was a kid, this was the la- my last foray, foray into model rocketry. So it was about this time of year, and we had this big, huge meadow uh, uh, that was per- you know basically a, a prairie grass meadow. And uh, it was green, you know. I didn't think there was going to be any problem. Um, and we built this rocket, and we go down into this meadow, and I even put it on a uh, a piece of plywood, you know, so that the liftoff would have, um, so that there's no possibility that any of this stuff is going to, like, cause any problems with fire or anything. We blast right. this rocket off. goes up into the air like you would expect, and then it, like, turns around and, like, went straight at us and so we <laughs> run and the thing is flying like a foot off the ground and it's a cruise spraying, missile man you made a cruise missile right it, it was spraying all this fire and stuff in this meadow and then uh it it like blew up and uh and uh i i look around and there's this string of fire like <laughs> where it flown and the whole damn meadow burnt down. We had a prairie fire down there, which, you know, the, you, you should have that every once in a while, but it's much better if you can plan it. You know, so when your dad comes home and sees uh, a big black smoking ruin where there used to be <laughs> this, this nice prairie, that's uh, funny. unexpectedly it's not so great. But That's funny. I think to do that, I mean, I, I was thinking of that when I saw that. You'd have to know... That your rocket's not going to veer off course, or you're not your rocket's not going to, it's not going to affect your, uh, like if you notice he had a tremendous amount of dental floss. Yeah. That he had stretched out over the. Yeah. You know over the distance because that thing did not yank it for until it's probably 15 feet in the air. Yeah, it was a ways up there. So you you'd have to make sure that you flipped it. I mean, so you got it in the air far enough that it's not going to change the direction of it. Because I could just see my kid, you know, I'd tie that up to him and light it off, and the damn thing would go sideways and just, like, swing around and, like, rope him up until it yeah, caught like him a, on fire. Like a tether ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, the yeah rock, so. Rocket flying around his face until there's no, until it got to the, to the uh, engine part of it, and it'd be like fire shooting, burning up his face. Yeah, so you got to kind of... Yeah, you got to be kind of gutsy to do that. Um, rockets are not to be played with. So I wanted to read this email because this guy um, wrote it a long time ago, but I don't think we addressed it. Um, I don't remember why. Oh, and this is actually this is actually germane to the subject of the um, Great Lakes uh, Bladesmith Guild. Oh, okay. So I think they're they're. I looked on the site today, mm-hmm. and they're saying they might not have enough people to have that. What? Yeah, he said there was only like five signed up or whatever, and they need twenty-five. So he was saying that you know they might have to cancel it today. Um, well, you know what? I didn't. I haven't seen it in a little bit. So let me uh, let me let me go to their site. Their 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 uh, thing. 
Come on, my iPad. It's about I'm about ready to retire my iPad. I think I've only, I've got one of those 16 gigabyte ones. Oh yeah. And and I think now that it's gotten to the point in time where they've upgraded it so many times. Uh huh. That it works very slow. Yeah. It happens. Yep. Great Lakes Bladesmith Guild. Yeah. Uh huh. While he's doing that, does anybody mind if I uh, light a cigar? Yes. I can't <laughs> light a cigar in my house. Look. Fucker. Look at this sucker. I can't read it. Hold up closer. Is it Ashton? Yeah. Nice. I've always liked I love that. Yeah, I've always liked the Ashtons. They're a little pricey, but one of the first good cigars I ever bought um, was an Ashton Churchill. You want to know what I paid for it? What's that? Three dollars and ten cents. Ooh, yeah. So that's how long I've been smoking cigars. They're like twenty dollars now. I bought it in a cigar shop up by you. Really? Yeah. Nolan's. Oh, that Ashton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I've got to. Uh, I want to share this on my Facebook. How do I do that? I wonder. I don't know. I can't. Can't you share from a group? I don't know. I don't know. Well, that sucks. Oh, this is foul. What? They, my matches are crap. Oh. You need to have one crack lighter. Ah, it just blew me up. You need a crack lighter. Hmm, yeah. There it goes. You know what? You're making me mad. Hang on a second. I'm thinking I'm going to light this up. What do you got? What do you got there? After after we're done today, I think I'm going to go light this up. After you're done? Oh, so is that a... Uh, what is it? I can't tell. Let me turn on a brighter light. Oh, man, these Ashtons never disappoint. I can't. I can't read it. It's too shiny. Okay, it says Fuente Fuente Opus X. Okay, yeah, I've had those. A Fuente Fuente. I don't know that one. I've had a Arturo Fuente Opus. Well, this is a. Th- it is. It's a. Um, let's see. Even the even this box. Mm-hmm. What did they Where? do? They must have gotten. He must have gotten his son into business or something, huh? No, no. These are these are uh, Opus X's. These are Fuentes. Okay. Ataro okay. Fuente is he makes the the Ataro, the ones that are marked Ataro Fuente are um, uh, would be like the like the Hemingways, the the short stories, yeah. the rare book, the a uh, couple other mo- you know models that they make. Mm-hmm. And they they mark their um, they mark their uh, their Opus X's with with a pair of Fuentes. Okay. And their and their mark on the X is two F's. Okay. So these are this is probably a fifty dollars cigar. Holy crap! Did you get it from Cuba or something? No, no. These are not made in Cuba. Huh. These are what? Are, what would they be fifty bucks for then? Because it's the finest cigar ever made. Oh, is it? Yeah, this there isn't any. I have never had a cigar better than this. 
Wow. And, and I've had cigars all over the place, Cubans, and there's nothing like this. And what, what, what happened was Toro Fuente went to, I think that was his name, Toro Fuente, went to um, uh, Dominican Republic mm-hmm. after the, the Cuban nationalized all the cigar companies. Uh-huh. And basically he said, fuck you, communism. Yeah. And, um, and he was able to actually grow... I'm not, I'm not, I'm just kind of going by what I, what I can vaguely remember of the story. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it's, it's probably all available. The information is probably all available. But he actually was able to grow wrapper on, in the Dominican Republic. And he was the first one to successfully do that. Okay. And not only, because he basically took his, took his seeds, because they nationalized his company in Cuba. Yeah. And he basically washed his hands from it and walked away. Yeah. And what he did was he took he took his his seed stock his his stuff and brought it to, and then was able to uh, over the years do a really nice job. Yeah. With well, with and 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 like I said, their like cigars are phenomenal. It's like thirty miles away. Yeah, their like, cigars are phenomenal. Yeah, it's it's like thirty miles away. I've I've always just loved the Dominican cigars. The problem problem I get a lot of times with the the actual Cubans is that they're, um, you get them and they're really really green. Yeah. And well, they, most of the most of the Cuban cigars anymore are not anywhere near what what, what they, they were used back to be. in the day. Yeah, because yeah. because if you ask me, you get a really high quality Dominican like this is an Ashton Magnum. So. Yep. I like the I like a big ring size. So this is like a 50 ring size. You get a you get a good Dominican cigar with a big ring size that's been aged a little bit and they're fan, like this is one of the best cigars I've had in years. This this uh rare estate reserve uh-huh been aged since 1992. Yeah, so that's that's going to be good. Yep, that's going to be there's awesome. There's three of them in here. You know. There's three and, of them in here. And with, with aging, what you get typically in a cigar, um, at least that I've noticed, is a lot of the harsh uh, flavors kind of go away. And it's mm-hmm. much smoother and real gentle, and that that's what this Magnum is like right now. It's just awesome. Yeah, um, I love a good cigar. Anyway, this guy, uh, he writes... Uh, Jim and Kyle, I work as a test engineer for a truck and engine company... I've started to try to make my own knives like Kyle has. I'm only doing the stock removal method, though. I don't think I would be able to forge well. I have a manufacturing background in a machine shop before getting into testing and validation of truck and engine components. Since listening on the pod- to the podcast on the way to work, it piqued my interest in conversation with other engineers. My thoughts were like Kyle's that you basically hit the reset button each time you heat to critical temperature and then quench. So basically your final quench would set the material structure. When you quench, you're trying to get what is called uh, martensite, which is a needle-like structure. Martensite uh, make the, it makes the material very hard. Generally, the higher hardness scale a knife, the more martensite it has in the blade. And then he gives a Wikipedia link. When the material is at a crit- critical temperature... The atoms can move around and float. When you quench, you're basically trying to freeze the atom in a, atoms in a specific orientation. I asked our metallurgist and failure a, a, analyst engineer at our plant. Before he worked at the company I worked for, he worked at a gear manufacturer. For gears, 
they would do things with the heating cooling rates and multiple quench, quench liquids to do different things to the microstructure. He knows quite a bit about how the materials change with heat treatment. He said the person you guys were talking about could be onto something with his triple quench. He said as you do repeated heating uh, quenching, you can refine the grain structure. Grain structure would be more uniform as a result. He did say uh, as you refine the grain structure, your hardenability of the metal goes down, which I don't know how that would work. But anyway, hardenability is the ability for the metal to harden. If the material was able to get to 60, it uh, might only be able to get to 55 instead after repeated quenchings. He hmm. thought this might help with the toughness of the material, but it would not be able to reach as high of a hardness. The harder the material is, the more brittle the edge knife would be. He also added that he would have to do it in a very controlled manner to get any benefit. In other words, doing this three times differently might not help at all. The duration at the critical temperature and the quench fluid matter a lot. If you keep it at critical too long, you can reset the microstructure. The longer you keep the material at this temperature, the grain structure starts to dissolve. So only after doing it for a specific time could you help with grain refinement. He thought that for a knife, this would be hard to quantify um, with factors such as knife geometry for cutting, etc. Also, the project uh, process could take a long time for not much added benefit. Anyway. Well, that's, that's kind of sort of what we were talking about, isn't it? Yeah. That, that was typically <clears throat> people that do it, but it's really questionable whether or not they're actually gaining anything by it. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and that's yeah, that's kind of the well, and then and then I I believe that uh, Tim Zwada and Randy Buckmaster mm -hmm. could do it precisely because they're using salt tanks, and these are these are nuts. These right. people are are crazy but, about but their I heat think, treats. But like, I think, I think they, they could do it pro properly and and precisely. I'm not sure that I could do it with my forge. Right, and, and then and the question, and then and then if and they can do it that precisely, and they choose not to do it. Right. So there must be something. There must be something about that. It's like, well, okay, so it must not be worth their time mm -hmm. for their added benefit. Yeah, but hmm. um, anyway, that was a that was a good email. Some input from uh, one of our listeners. Want to give a shout out to Croatia to our Croatian listeners. <laughs> hi, <laughs> hi, Croatia. Uh, hey, hello, Baton Rouge. <laughs> we know you're listening. Uh, I had some somebody from L.A. told me they listen. Hello, L.A., Los Angeles. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So. Okay, so I'm I'm looking on Craigslist right now, and I'm going to buy a Scuba Pro Sea Glider. Oh yeah, what's that? One of those James Bond. Oh, your James things. Bond propeller deals, freaking yeah. awesome! There's one on there right now in Cadillac for two hundred and forty-seven dollars. That's it? How much well, do they go for usually? I have no idea. I've never actually. I've never actually been. Well, I've used these before, but I've never actually used this brand. Uh huh. And it doesn't look very big. It does. It says the battery capacity is fifty minutes. Hmm. So it's not very, but it weighs 21 kilograms, huh. 40 pounds, and maximum speed is three and a half kilometers. Mm -hmm. 
That's not very fast. I can what does that swim. translate into into I, knots? I was thinking I could probably <laughs> swim that fast. Do they do they use knots underwater? Um, I don't know. Well, so kick, does it have strokes. a gun on it? Kick strokes usually. No, it doesn't have a gun on it. Oh, that sucks. Piece of shit. It's a piece of shit. And it needs, it needs to, to have a spear gun. Yeah, and it needs to have a thing that like pops out and then like puts up like a satellite dish and all this. So you so you didn't get your new watch. No, so let's uh so we're kind of in a find things mode today if you can't tell. So uh I saw Jim over the weekend. I just took a I got a wild hair and I just took a flight up to Traverse City because he's always talking about how great it is and I got to tell you Traverse City is like it's heaven on earth. I mean, yeah. it is awesome. They've Especially got some if you're awesome food. And, they and got, they've got awesome food. Yeah, the food is unbelievable. And, um, like, I, I just ate up all this. I probably gained 10 pounds. That's why I'm so <laughs> keyed into running here. But, um, so, when, when, when I was up there, we got to talking about, like, uh, all sorts of things. Um, but one of the things was automatic watches. And uh, our one of our friends, Chance Sanders, has this crazy... He's got, like, some Omega Seamaster Planet Ocean watch, which is, like, crazy. I mean, it's an automatic watch, but it's, like... The cheapest one I've found is, like, almost five grand. Mm-hmm. And so I've never owned an automatic watch, and I'm like, well, I like the looks of that watch, but what if I don't like the way automatic watches work? You know, what if I just don't want to screw with all that? And so... Uh, Jim suggested I check out like some cheaper models. Well, it turns out there's a Seiko that you can get for fifty dollars. That's mm-hmm. got that's got that. What's the Japanese uh, movement? Myota. Yeah. So it's got some crazy Japanese movement in it for fifty bucks. Well, I looked at that and I'm like, eh. Well, I can spend. And, and, the, I can spend and those a are good. More. And those are good watches. Yeah, those are actually. You know, they don't do a lot of stuff that my marathon does, but but they but they're. They're pretty accurate. I mean, they they keep good time. They hold. They have a good power reserve. They they uh, you know, there's a lot of good things that are in that watch. It's just that they don't. They're one of the features, and I don't even know why I like that the hacking feature. But explain it doesn't that hack. To explain that. To okay. People. So it's like when you set your watch. Right. You usually set it by some other piece of time gear. Mm-hmm. Well, if the, the piece of time gear is like the atomic clock. Right. Then you want to set it exactly at the same, you know, the, the, the you want to set all the seconds the same. So what when you're hacking, you pull the stem out of your of your um, watch to a certain spot, and it stops the watch yeah. completely. So all this, the second hand stops, everything stops. Right. And you can adjust it so like you can stop it like straight up at twelve. At the top of the hour, you can put your whatever time it is that you're setting it to. Right. And then you set it ahead just a little bit, and so when the when the clock catches up to to what your watch is set, you push your button in. Yep, and that's how I always set my watches. Yeah, so and that's the and that's called a hacking feature. And yeah. most a lot of automatic watches don't do that. Hmm. They they the lower end ones tend to not do that. Uh-huh. Um quartz watches do it because you're pulling a switch. Yeah. You know that's it's not that big a deal. You're pulling a switch, but um, but uh, but a lot of automatic watches aren't aren't really you know, mo- and the better ones are. Yeah. And uh, 
and so the that Seiko is not a is not a uh, one that you can that has that hacking feature. Well, so I, I looked at that, and it's it's actually pretty cool looking. It ha- there's one on Amazon that's got like a olive green band, and I'm like, you know, I've been a pretty good boy lately. Um, I'm going to spend a little bit more money. So I was talking to Jim, and I was as I was talking to him, I was looking on uh, Countycom. And they've got an automatic uh, pilot's watch on there. And Jim has one of those. He has the, it's a, a larger one. That, I, you must have the 2012 model. Because the 2013 yeah, model older has, one. yeah, so the 2013 model has the, has the adjustable, the bezel that you can set for time and all that stuff. Um, well, so they came out with this special edition one. That's uh, that's a little bit smaller. It's like uh, I think they said it's a forty millimeter case or something. Yeah, it's mid. The mid yeah, size so it's one the mid it. one, but it's got a red stem on it. And when you look at it, it, just pops, and the back is clear and it's sterile. There's no markings. And so, <laughs> and it was no more expensive than the other ones. It was it was like three hundred bucks or whatever. And uh, the other thing it said is there's only a few of them. Uh, <laughs> so I bought that one. <laughs> Um, but uh, just forewarning to people, like, uh, I'm not giving away any automatic watches, so you can just calm your ass down. Calm your ass down. What, 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 come on, calm your ass down. You calm your ass down right this minute, young lady. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's a Seiko. If I if I ever get one of those uh, Seiko ones, I'll, I could be... Really? Who's that, teasing but. you for watches? Fucking everybody that sees one of my watches tries to get it away from me um which is fine you know i i understand and and you know when you give somebody something like a watch or a knife it's kind of a personal gift yeah you know so if i like somebody i'll give them i'll give them a watch but i'm not giving that one away so don't ask um (laughs) and then uh because it's you know i I got it because i want to make jim jealous (laughs) yeah yeah there's a lot of that going on Yeah, a lot of that going on, but it it isn't here yet. So hopefully, hopefully I'll get it. You'll like it. It's a they're nice. It's a nice watch. Yeah, it's a, it's very clean, very very elegant looking. Yeah, I got a watch winder to put it in so it doesn't doesn't uh, die and have to be rewound and stuff. Right, right. And that and that's not as big a deal with uh with these because there's no date on it. But if you got one that's got a date on it, yeah, then it's more of a pain in the ass. Yeah. So uh, like my like I've got I've got a couple Seikos I've got a Scuba Pro Seiko and and um, Orange Face. Um, I can't remember what they call that model, but it's, they're both dive watches. Yeah. That I, that I like real well. I'm gonna try to learn to scuba dive this year. It'll so be fun. I can so I can go out and search for buried treasure and that yeah. sort of thing, you know, with the, with Jim La. Go out and look I at like ships that. and stuff. I mean, yeah. I love yeah, that. I've I, never I, done that. The Great Lakes are just full of great shipwrecks. Yeah. Just phenomenal, phenomenal shipwrecks. Huh. So what else you got going on? Oh, um... Did you fire up your coal forge lately? No, it's kind of been rainy and stuff, and I don't have a huge, um, a huge amount of uh, time to do that sort of thing. Um, I know, you know that's the way I've been in the last last week or so. I've been working on my 
my boiler, my uh-huh. wood bo- my new wood boiler. Uh-huh. And uh let me tell you boys did we already talk about this? Yeah, we did. It's you're laying two, two inch, inch pipe. pipe. Yeah. I, well, it's and my it's mind is so back. it's my mind is so warped. It's not even funny. Yeah. From that. Yeah. So did you happen to catch the uh, TV show on the other night? The sex put me in the ER. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was the topic at the hardware store the other day. Oh, it was Dylan there? Yeah. There was a well. His Dylan's dad was. It was kind of funny because Monday night, Kathy and I were laying in bed and getting ready just to fall asleep. And sometimes I, I like as I'm dozing, I'll be touching my. Um, I have the the um, remote. His remote my, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My remote in my hand, and I'll as I'm falling asleep, I'll be pushing either like the loudness button or the or the channel changing button. Mm-hmm. And. It was flipping through the channels, and all of a sudden it was, they they said the title, Sex Put Me in the ER, and I woke oh up, because I was kind of curious yeah, how can what you that not was about. watch that? Yep, <laughs> and uh, so literally, um, my wife and I were watching it and laughing our asses off. It was so funny. Um, just silly things that they, that, that, you know, that happened to these couples that was like, really? <laughs> Yeah. How, the, how did you? How could you possibly? Have, one guy broke his ankle, <laughs> or tore his Achilles tendon. That's what he did. He tore his Achilles tendon. I was like, how the hell do you do that? It was funny. Yeah, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, yep. So the so the next day I go in the hardware store to get some parts for my boiler. Yeah. And that's what there's like four. Oh no. Hang on. Yeah, okay. I think it's not a podcast without him doing that once. Yeah, we got to have the obligatory uh, (laughs) dog screaming. You know know what he is? You know what he does? Huh. He opens his mouth and he vomits sound. Yeah. That's that's the only that's the best description I can have of that. He vomits sound. Hmm. Anyway, so I go in the I go in the hardware store and that's like the topic of conversation. Everybody everybody in there is talking about about that show and I was like, really? I just happened to cross it. <laughs> yeah. And these guys are all like, yeah, it was fun as this and that. Can you believe that they did that? It's like it was hilarious because they have like the morning coffee clutch in there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's hilarious. You know. Anyways, yeah, he vomits sound. That's the only thing. Projectile vomit. Opens his mouth and bleh, nothing but sound. So if if uh, if they end up not having that um, Great Lakes Bladesmith Guild meeting, I have to come up there anyway because we have to scout for uh, glib. Glib. Um, in which case, uh, I'll probably bring Gretchen. Oh, cool. Yeah. Should be kind of neat. We'll uh, bring the kids. No, uh, maybe, maybe not. Um, they might still be in school. And uh, ten hours, and, well, actually, to you, fourteen hours of car ride. Unless I fly into Traverse City, but I'm not flying fly all Pelson. those people in there. Flying to Pelston. Flying to Pelston. Just you and uh, it'd be Gretchen flying. Yeah, but to it's it's like way more expensive to fly in there. Into Pelston? I think so. Probably. 
You're loaded. No, I'm not. Give me a break. <laughs> if I was loaded, well, I would Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If focus. you wanted to do this, listen, if you wanted to do this, yeah. just fly, fly into Traverse City. I'll come down and get you. Or I can I, I either can that or you I can... You guys can stay here. It's not a big deal. I can just rent a little car well, so I can tool around a bit. The, it's not that big deal. I got cars. Hey, you know in Traverse City yeah. how they have a, a East Peninsula and a West Peninsula? Mm-hmm. So I, I went up that East Peninsula. They're called, they're called Mission Peninsula. Which is which one? The middle finger. Okay. And then Leelanau Peninsula. Yeah, Leelanau has Lake Leelanau in the middle of it, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I went up both of them. And Michi- Mission Peninsula is like super-duper high-end, like YoMTV wraps, like houses, and like just crazy, you know. And uh, I'm like, Vineyards. wow, this is really nice. What's that? Vin- vineyards, vineyards, and all vineyards. this stuff, and I'm like, wow, this is really nice, but like it's way out of way out of my league. And so, the next day, I went over to uh, uh, Leelanau Peninsula, and they they have a lot of that, like especially if you're right next to the water, it's real super expensive. But if you go into the interior of that peninsula a little bit, it's it's still really nice. It's awesome. There's lots of cherry farms and stuff, but the houses are like more they're more reasonable. You know, they're one more of the things, like regular One of the things on there. the peninsula that I've noticed over the years, uh-huh. and it's probably Leelanau more than Mission, is that a lot of Leelanau Peninsula stays very cold through the winter because it's damp, because it gets hmm. all that off the lake. Hmm. And it's and there's nothing, there's no buffer, there's no nothing. It's just like hmm. being in on the lake all winter long. And op- especially if you get one of those years that's like, like hovers around 30 degrees, uh-huh. so the lake never really freezes. Everything feels a lot colder because it's moist. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push my coffee button. Hang on. While he's doing that, I would just say, uh, like, if you want, like, a reasonable flight, uh, if you can get into Chicago easily from where you live, uh, it's a it's a quick flight from Chicago up to Traverse City. It's awesome, people. Like, they've got, uh, it's it's like a small town. It's like the small town where I live, you know, where you, you have little mom-and-pop businesses all up and down Main Street and stuff, but... Um, the mom and pop businesses are like awesome. I mean, they'll have like a easily a five star restaurant. Like I'd say, Red Ginger is probably one of the best Asian restaurants I've ever eaten at. Um, you know, you know, all over long, the world. For the longest time, there was the three best restaurants in Michigan were up here. Yeah, there were two. Two of them were in Ellsworth. Uh-huh. And one of them was uh, was I'm trying to think of, was a place called Windows on uh, I think it's on I think that's on the Leelanau right on the Leelanau Peninsula as you're going out around around the bottom of the bay yeah. <coughs> and um, so they were like the three best restaurants in Michigan were were up here yeah we have we have a lot of great we have a lot of great places to eat up here and mm-hmm. it's there's a lot of foodies up here there's a there's a um, there's actually a culinary school right in Traverse City that that has its own restaurant that you can't even get in for lunch. They only yeah. do lunch. You can't even get in for lunch. Wow. <laughs> you, have have a, you have to have a uh, have like a reservation somebody. for lunch at a school because they're so good. Yeah, but but right there at Traverse City, you've got lakes. Um, there's uh, guys that race sailboats and stuff. There's like sailboat racing leagues. Uh, 
you there's know, curling. You, right, there's curling. You could get onto Lake Michigan and go all up and down. If you had a big enough boat, you could go down to Chicago or up to see um, Mike and Escanaba. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got um, skiing there. There's like two different ski resorts. Uh, there's mountain biking galore, hunting, fishing, like you name it. It's like it's, they, have it's, com- they have a comic con there this weekend. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They decided that they're going to start doing something like that to here too. Sweet. They should have. Yep, uh, people are all dressed up in costumes. Yeah. Well, they they're gonna they're they're not going to have anything on glib. No. We had the idea first. <laughs> We're all going to show up with uh, with just loincloths and yes. no underwear. Yep. Yep. Like they That's do the plan, baby. All the time. That's the plan, baby. Yeah. So, like, uh, I don't know what what else do you know, knife news wise? Yeah, it's pretty quiet. Okay, it's pretty quiet we... right now. Everybody's got their head to the grindstone because Blade Comp is coming up. Yeah, I know, and uh, all these. Uh, all the custom knife makers have stopped taking yeah. any orders because they're trying to get their inventory up. Hey, speaking of which, I have a uh, one of our guys um, has got a room at the. I'm, I got to look and see what where his room is. He can't it, yeah, make I it. saw this. Yeah, he can't make it. And uh, if you are interested in a room, oh, I think it was two hundred twenty-five dollars. For like four nights, like Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, and and maybe Sunday night. Huh. It's got a queen size suite, and it is at the. It's a non-smoking queen size suite. I'm getting the getting our conversation here, mm-hmm. and it's at the Extended Stay America, and he said it's a mile away. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so for two two hundred twenty five bucks, and it's from Thursday through Sunday night. So I'm assuming that means you have to check out Monday morning. But uh, if you have any uh, desire to to scoop up on that room, drop me a note, and uh, I will put you in touch with the proper authorities. Huh. Huh. Sweet, yeah. yeah. Are you going? Are you going down to that? It depends. I mean, I don't. I don't really have a huge reason to go this year because I won't have enough. I can't keep up. I don't have any. I don't have any inventory. Whenever I make something, it's gone before. Right. So um, maybe next year. I think what I'll do is I'll uh, I'll make a couple lines that I don't tell anybody about, and then just have them to bring to Blade. Um, five hundred bucks a table. Yeah, I know that's not that bad, really. Um, considering that that um, if I sell a couple knives, I can make that make mm-hmm. back the cost, and then the rest of them. And it's more for me. It's more of like a hangout thing. Um, I don't know. Are you gonna go or? Mm, yeah, I'm planning on it. Okay. Well, it kind of depends on, on it, what happens with that Great Lakes deal. Right. And that's kind of the way I am too right now. I'm kind of up in the. I, I'm really planning on going. The Great Lakes thing is, is the Great Lakes. Bla- I mean, that's right here, so it's it's not that big a deal. Uh huh. I mean, I don't have to go anywhere. I'm here. Yeah. 
and it's not that weekend, so it is my birthday weekend, though. Oh, sweet. Yep, I'm going to be 37. Nice. Actually, I'm lying. I'm going to be 36. 36. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. Yep, So did you see the Whirly gig? Yeah, that was awesome. My, <laughs> It's my wife's. It's supposed to be on a pole, and uh, because it's that thing is old, uh-huh. I was like, I don't want to put that out in the yard. I want to put it where the sun's not going to beat on it all the time, and so I ended up hanging it up. I balanced it and hung it up from the from the uh, uh, top from the from my porch. Uh-huh. And uh, boy, you ought to see that thing run. It's funnier than hell. Nice. So Mike's making a line of karambits. That's that's knife news. Yeah, he he's he's made some of those before though, right? That well, was the grinding knife from a couple of ones ago, right? Yeah, but he he only made a couple of them. He didn't make a ton of them. He made actually made a, a line of these, a run of these, okay. like three hundred of them. Oh, okay. So I'm surprised by that, but but not, I suppose. But well, you know, hey, if it sells. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah, it sells. It will it will be fine. And Jimmy is starting to make razors. Oh yeah, I've been he's, watching he's big and bad into those. I've been watching that learning curve. And Tim Zawada has been making razors like crazy. Yeah, of course. I don't, I don't even think he's making any. I don't even think he's making many knives anymore. I think it's mostly mostly razors that he's doing. Huh. It's definitely its own art form. I'm not oh, going to get started on that. Yep. <laughs> some some PWYP stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, should we tell the dry ridge story? Because that one got cut out last week. Yeah. You got yeah, still that's recording. A funny, that's a funny one. That's a funny one where we stop at dry ridge and we're looking for a beer and a steak. Yeah. You got and it. Folks, are you, are you recording? Yeah, I'm recording. You All recording? Right. Yeah, I'm recording. Because okay. uh, this actually got cut out last time because of our our thing, and then it it I I had a terrible episode of chimp screaming afterwards. Um, baby, you're a baby. I am. Um, so <laughs> so why don't so we're driving through and like we get we spent too much time at Cabela's because there's just way too much cool stuff there. We were having and, a good time. Right, we were having a good time. Uh, it got to be like seven or eight at night and we're like well i want a beer and a steak and we get south of uh south of uh cincinnati there get into uh or was it cleveland it's cleveland right mm-hmm. yeah so we get south of cleveland there and we get into kentucky and we're like well it's this place looks likely and we pull off and it's this place called dry ridge <laughs> and we're looking around for like a cheap place 
we found this hotel room (laughs) yeah and it's like we found it right and it's you know my typical thing i got a nose for cheap motels and stuff it said motel nothing else that was the name motel (laughs) and so we pull in get our thing and we're like hey so like we want a beer and a steak and she's like, oh, y'all are in the wrong place. And we're like, oh, crap. <laughs> we're all vegans here. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's like, you know, there's a steak place like 20 miles. You know, so they're describing this like our drive and all this stuff. We're like, eh. It's like, well, okay, well, how about the alcohol? She's like, you're in a dry county. We're like, oh, crap. <laughs> well, they don't, they don't call it dry ridge for nothing. Right. <laughs> and so there's a, as it turns out, like there's this little Mexican restaurant um that's kind of close to our motel there and we're like well she's like well they serve margaritas and we're like okay well this is good somehow they got some exemption or something and uh we go in there and uh we all order the same thing except someone ordered a chimichanga or whatever we got uh carnitas which is uh pork that they roast so that it's real tender and then they fry it in pork fat and it's just awesome And uh, Mm -hmm. it came with that and some tortillas and some rice and beans and then, like, the typical little salad thing that comes with it with the lettuce, tomato, a little bit of guacamole. And this thing had this, like, giant pickled jalapeno (laughs) on there. It was was tasty. Yeah, and we we all just... It was very tasty. We all just tore it up. And so, like, the next morning, Jim comes out of his room and he's like, oh, man, that jalapeno just just ruined me and all this you know and he's describing well, it, he, like, he, it erupted on me like yeah. 4 o'clock in the morning it just blew up and I was like it like blew all my belly acid up into my throat I was like holy crap I was on fire my ears were burning my I, I drank about a gallon of water and I was like what the heck and that that normally does not happen to me yeah I, but I was like oh just it was just like that it was, I mean it just acidized my whole throat yeah. And I was like, oh, that's bad. Yeah. And then, so, like, I'm, like, laughing at him. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I'm, 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 like, teasing him and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I got this cast iron stomach. It's, like, awesome. You know, and I'm, I'm, like, bragging about how I can, like, eat anything. And, like, I never have any problems. And, uh, you know, it's going great. We stopped by uh, Smoky Mountain Knife Works. And we're there for a couple hours. Get to camp. Set up the teepee. Have a little dinner. Go to bed. Three in the morning comes, and I thought there was like an earthquake or something. There was like this <laughs> rumbling, and my cot started shaking, and I'm like, oh my god, what's that? That Your cot started shaking. Right, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh no. <laughs> like that slow motion. Yeah. Oh no, where's the shitter? <laughs> like, and, uh... I knew it was going to be trouble, and and the thing is, is like we're like we were probably a quarter mile away from the Kaibos, so I like I'm like walking on like tiptoes to get over yeah, all, there, all clenched cheeked. Yeah, and like I got in there, and I sat in there for like two hours, just nonstop. I think I filled it up, you know, and like it was terrible, and then. It went on for the next 24 hours. I just got blowed, all blowed up by that jalapeno. Yeah, it was, it so, was bad. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah, and I, I even got a little sick. I felt like uh, I, I got a little food poisoning from that, whatever it was. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was it was definitely uh, it, it was definitely uh, an eventful uh, pepper. Yeah, <laughs> you <laughs> know, uh, causing pepper. I guess uh, Gene didn't need his. Right, no, he didn't. No, Mm-mm. and then Brian, uh, he got, he's the one that got the chimichanga. Yeah, so he didn't get one. Yeah, so he didn't get one. So it was just me and Jim that suffered the. Yep. Suffered yep. under Pontius Pilate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and it was, it, and it, the funny part about it was, it was a tasty pepper. Yeah, and that's I mean, why when we it, ate it. <laughs> when it went down, it was quite good. Yeah, I even ate the stem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because pickled pickled uh, um, pickled peppers are are great like that. Yep, and it wasn't so hot either. You know, some of them are just like blisteringly hot. These weren't these weren't just unbearably hot. Right, but, uh, right. So that was a good PWIP story. What else? Oh, I should tell my um, my uh, Charlie Mays story because I think that one got cut out. Did it? About the bounty on... Uh, the beavers? Yeah. I think you told it. I think that was on there. I think it got cut out. But, but anyway, so I'm, I'm walking by, uh, walking around camp, you know, just talking to various people, and I get called in to Charlie May's camp, and he and a couple other guys were there, and they were... They were just, they spent the whole time, like, insulting each other. And you know how it is, like, when that's happening and you're sitting there, like, <laughs> you know, you, you kind of try to hide, you know, so that mm-hmm. you don't get you don't get any of the shrapnel. Yep. Well, so uh, he, the first thing he does is, like, uh, he asks me if I want some vittles. And I'm like, well, you know, I just ate and whatnot. But he had, like, all these crazy dead animals, like... Uh, wild boar and possum and like you know some crazy wild bird that he shot or whatever and then he also had a beaver and i go well do you eat the tails on those and he's like no why i want to do that and i'm like oh i hear that's the part that's like tasty to eat and stuff and he's like hell no you could bring that into the county commissioner he'd give you thirty dollars (laughs) <laughs> you know, apparently that's how they do uh, bounties on these, these. That's how they make a living, I think. Right, but I'd never heard of, like, actually intentionally shooting beavers and turning them in for a bounty. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, well, so then later, I hear from uh, Terrell Hoffman and his wife that there's these uh, beavers that have invaded the PWIP ground and have been just raising all this hell and... They're constantly the slapping their tail and, like, making a big ruckus. And they they just, they have this, like, look about them. They're just, like, cocky and stuff. And uh, <laughs> So he was pissed off about that. Right. So he was he was mad about these uh, these beavers. So his wife put a bounty on them. And uh, Charlie Mays was filling them. And that's where he was getting the beaver meat. But what you do is, he said they, they would shoot them with these night vision scopes. And then... Uh, what happens is they sink, which I didn't know. I've never shot a beaver. Um, but they sink, and then they float back up like two days later when they're like rotten enough and the gases go and all that. And uh, so basically what it sounds like what he's been doing is... Uh, I hear that. Yeah, there's my my kids are doing some naughty stuff. Hopefully Drama. Hopefully won't show up. But <laughs> uh, apparently what he's been doing is take 
taking these dead beavers that float up to the surface and like offering them to passers-by the camp. <laughs> but I'm kind of glad that I hadn't partaken of that. Well, Scammer was telling me that he thought that there was that those tales were supposed to be so great and then uh he when he was a kid they tr- they tried it and he said it was awful. Okay. He said it was like shoe leather. Yeah. I have no I have no reference point so I don't know if it is or isn't, but if you know anything about beaver tails, let us know if they're any good to eat. If they are a delicacy, I would think, I mean, personally, I would think you'd have to cut, I mean, you'd have to cook that. You'd have to, like, boil it forever to make it tender, I would think. Yeah, I don't know. But I could be wrong. And I guess the... The other thing I would say is that he handed me a couple examples of his knives, and they were just fabulous. I mean, they were he just does make gorgeous, a good knife. He does make a good knife. pieces of work. Yep, he does make a good knife. Um, his his, uh, I have, his, I, his oh. scales are a little thinner, um, so he, he doesn't. Yeah, he, he doesn't, does a he does a um, a little bit of a. Um, his knives are more are very are actually very utilitarian. I have no idea what he's barking about. I don't think he knows what he's barking about. His knives are very utilitarian. They're they're um, uh, very clean lines, very uh, uh, slim carry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, and he does he does a really really nice job with them. What what and he it, described them as is it's like a hunting knife. Yeah, you know, and and basically by that he means like uh, gutting and skinning. Yeah, and and with that. You know, those handles are fine because you're not going to be, like, carving and carving and carving for, like, four hours. And the, right. the work is, you know, with a sharp knife, you'll make quick work of that and and never, ever, ever have any kind of a problem with your hand or the ergonomics of the handle. Um, but he had one that was a little bit like um, the Schrade Sharp Finger. Yeah. Um, with uh, a, did, you, did you pick up any of his stuff? Uh, I did. Did you buy any of it? I, I I didn't have the money at the time because I'd I'd already bought um, two knives, um, but I'm I'm thinking of uh, getting one of his because I thought they were really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I did end up uh, uh, picking up a Schrade Sharp Finger because um, my cousin brought one over and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm thinking about making something similar to this, um, but uh, have the handle be a little bit little bit more to my liking mm-hmm. um it's it's a little bit short um the handle's a little bit short for me on the regular Schrade uh sharp finger but still kind of a neat neat little knife um and you can pick them up for like 15 dollars on amazon which is like amazing to me those were those were the 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 thing yeah that that was the knife for a long time a lot of a lot of michigan hunters use that knife yeah, well, you can you can tell it'd be like a fantastic little knife for doing just about anything. But I may make something like this eventually to um, just because I like the shape of the blade and mm-hmm. and all that. Very effective. Yep. Very effective. So what else you got going on? Uh, nothing. Um, looks like the rain blew off, so I might go for a run. Um, mm-hmm. I want to save the camp dentist story for another day. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to mention that. Can't. Not today. Um, <laughs> the other day. And then uh, we should probably save the whole um, uh, 
minimalist shoe discussion for another day too because that's kind of a long topic the ninja um, boot the ninja boot one right um yeah. i have another recommendation to make okay um, for a minimalist shoe uh one that is done correctly um where the where the i think the sole fits really well to your foot and all that um and it seems to be a high quality piece of work is the uh merrill uh barefoot running shoe i think that's it's a fantastic i bought a pair up when i was up with jim and did uh, you see that pair that my wife bought uh uh-uh. uh she she bought a pair of those that are not quite as minimalist as yours but uh-huh. they're close they have yeah. a little more cushion than than what you bought and man does she yeah. love them yeah i you know every merrill i've ever bought has been fantastic um yeah and uh you know that that min- barefoot runner is just it's just great um one thing i would caution people on be- before we get into this huge discussion maybe on one of the next upcoming podcasts is don't wear a barefoot shoe and expect to walk around on com- concrete all day and be comfortable or on hard floors like at work or something like that you'll you know it'll it'll kind of beat your foot up a little bit but if you're if you're out in the woods or whatever or you're on grass or something like that i mean there's just not a lot you can do to get more comfortable than one of those shoes i think i'm going to wear my uh merrells and go for a run here i've got a little gravel yeah, that, trail that is a uh um the the barefooting i i know we talked about this quite a bit um I'm not. I'm not personally a big fan of those, but I do like the lighter weight shoes. Yeah. You know the trail running shoes. I like those. I, yeah. I think they're. I think they're pretty comfortable, and I'm a big fan of Merrells. Yep. Really, really think that that's the. Um, I think that that's probably one of the best. Uh, training type, kick around type shoe that you can get. Well, you and like uh, and they're a great, a great company. You like moccasins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the the Merrells feel a lot like uh, moccasins with a little bit better conforming fit to them, and uh, they have a rubber sole. So it's it's uh, it's not something, you know. It's almost a shame to take your nice moccasins out into mud and stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but these, well, you know, if it's a pair of tennis shoes, then what do you care? My uh, the one that never makes noise is bugging me about something. I'm not quite sure exactly what she wants. Probably wants to go outside. Well, you ready to call it? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm going to go outside and burn my Ataro Fuente. Nice. Fuente Fuente Opus X, because i got to smoke mine outside, because my wife doesn't tolerate that shit in my house. <laughs> well, mine doesn't like it either, but uh, for some reason this little office that I'm in, like it doesn't stink up the house; it just stinks up the office. Do you have an exhaust fan in there? Um, no, but it's it's kind of set off of the house a little bit. Um, it used to be like a screened-in porch that I think they finished, mm-hmm. and so um, uh, it's it the airflow patterns like for some reason it doesn't drift into the rest of the house and stink it up. But uh, yeah. So be sending your uh, questions, comments to podcast at knifejournal.com. Uh, you can find the Knife Journal podcast 
Facebook page and like that. Uh, you know, we didn't even um, we didn't even really discuss the whole document dump that happened last Friday that we'll everybody's that. been sorting through the whole freaking week. We'll get into that. Lies. <laughs> Fucking lies. We'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that. I gotta go for a run. Um, let's see what else. Oh, some I I made. Uh, oh, one thing I can say, gear related. You'll like this. Um, when I was up in Traverse City, Jim and I stopped in this little shop, and I found uh, a uh, Snow Peak. It I guess it's called the Snow Peak Mini Solo Combo Titanium Cook Set, and I put up a little video on it. Pretty slick. Uh, the cook set has a 10-ounce cup and a 28-ounce pot with a lid. Titanium comes with a little mesh uh, snood or a carrying bag. Uh, and inside of that nests one of the smaller butane fuel canisters. And you can put your MSR micro rocket in there. And that plus the starter plus a spoon uh, weighs exactly a pound. And uh, I'm a big fan all of a sudden I'm all crazy about it <laughs> but uh, that's all I got oh and then I made a video um, that uh, some people don't like <laughs> and I can see why it's kind of an inside joke uh, my grandma when I was a kid in the kind of late 70s early 80s she had this exercise record called uh, look good feel great with Debbie Drake <laughs> and it's like this like <laughs> crappy big band music um and she was like the precursor to like jane fonda and all that <laughs> and uh so it's like kind of crappy music and i'll put some underneath this here to close us out but it's like literally like one minute uh one minute segments where she describes an exercise to do it and stuff and she used to do like three of those and be like oh i'm tired and like quit and stuff but <laughs> and uh so I put together this little video with uh, stick figure pivot am animation, and uh, I like basically recreated the little living room that she used to do it in. So it's got shag carpet, popcorn ceiling, like uh, you know the green '70s chairs, and like this big s stereo with these huge speakers, and like an ancient TV. And so I, I put that in there, and like. Some people liked it, some people didn't. For the family, which was the intended audience, loved it. Um, but uh, anyway, if you want to see something disturbing, check that out. <laughs> uh, somebody thought it was, uh, I was trying to activate an, uh, a deep cover operative somewhere. That I'd hypnotized them and I, that was the signal that would, uh, that would set them up. I got a kick out of that. That's funny. Yeah. That but, is uh, funny. Anyway, well, that's about all I got. This has been kind of a flat one. Yeah, it's good. I no, mean, no about screaming. No, no. Although I am furious over a couple things, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be biting my tongue. Well, we'll get into that one of these times. Got some NBA thuggery. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff going on, but uh, best not best not do it today. All right. All right. Well, with that, keep your knives sharp and your friends sharper. Bye. Have a good have a good day. Yep, bye. Bye.